Welcome to the Prepped and Polished podcast, the podcast that empowers you to take control of your education, featuring weekly interviews with influencers in the world of education, as well as tutoring tips, lessons, and updates. And now, here's your host, Alexis Avila. And welcome back to the Prepped and Polished podcast. This is episode 204. This is Alexis Avila, your host. Make sure to join our podcast community, and you can do so by going to preppedandpolished.com. And if you need tutoring uh, in person or online, you go to preppedandpolished.com. If you have a question or reaction during or after this podcast, go to preppedandpolished.com. And you can just type your question into the chat box and someone will get back to you immediately. Let's get right to today's guest. Uh, Today will be episode 204. And I welcome to the show Marissa Medden uh, of Talk College, Talk College to Me. She is the founder of Talk College to Me, which is an online community, uh, a company that helps students and parents navigate the college admissions process in a way that is fun and easy. Marissa makes it fun and easy. You'll learn after this uh, our conversation. Marissa attended the University of Michigan, Go Blue, where she graduated with a business degree from Ross School of Business. Marissa's greatest passion is doing what she does for a living, which is helping parents gain clarity and confidence in navigating the college admissions process. On today's episode, Marissa gives us some ideas on what you should be doing each high school year leading up to college. To download Marissa's college preparation uh, timeline, go to this link. Go to talkcollege2me forward slash prepped and polished. I will also include the link in the show notes. It is an awesome timeline. For another related conversation, check out my podcast with uh, college consultant Eric Stutman. That was episode 186 on how to reduce stress of the college admissions process. Let's get right to today's guest with Marissa Medden. Marissa, thanks for coming on the Prepped and Polished podcast. How are you doing today? Good, Alexis. Thank you so much for having me. Great. So uh, start off by uh, just uh, briefly telling our uh, audience about your background and how you became a consultant uh, for parents trying to figure out the college admissions process. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, again, loved my college experience to start, I think, more than a lot of my friends. And as I started um, working full time in the corporate world, I found myself constantly volunteering to help other families with the college process, answer questions, talk to them about how their kids could find the right school. Um, and I just got more and more involved with this. And I found myself when I was on work trips, like wandering through college campuses, because um, I just loved it so much. I just loved this topic. And so since then, um, I have delved deep into the world of college admissions, live and breathe it. And I started my company, Talk College to Me. And um, basically, I found that I really wanted to start by helping parents understand this process because I felt that it was the best way to empower you know, these families to then help their kids through the process. And so I created an online course, um, which is primarily what I work on. And it's basically walks parents start to finish through everything that they need to know about the college process. 
in a really easy way. It's like these, you know, short videos with worksheets and um, resources and, and all the things. Um, and it teaches them, you know, it, it helps a lot of parents feel like they're prepared. They know what they need to do each step of the way. And it teaches a, a lot of people, you know, parents I've told have taken the course that say, I really thought I knew everything and there was so much more to learn. And so, again, my goal is to really arm families with um, – feel comfortable through this process and, and help their kids get, get to great colleges. They're going to be the right fit for them. That's awesome. Great service. And uh, you can also work with parents one-to-one -one if needed. Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> I, I know we've mentioned before, um, I think that the course is, is often a great place to start because it's going to answer a lot of questions that they have. And then beyond that, you know, if parents still have specific questions about, again, like what class did your kid be taking? You know, should they choose between this and that? Should they, you know, you want help with their particular essay or whatever it might be, I am available for one-on-one for -on -one support as well. That's awesome. All right, let's get right into the college preparation timeline. Um, I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna include that in the show notes. The fabulous timeline, and my the fabulous timeline. <laughs> I'm gonna call it that from now on. The hey, fabulous timeline. That's that's a start. <laughs> so first question I have is freshman year. Is it too early to get started, or is it a good time to get started? Yeah, I love this question, and I say this with hesitancy often of, yes, get started, but don't get stressed. So, <laughs> so find this balance between. So freshman year should not be a time where parents or kids are stressing about college, stressing about who they need to be or what they need to be doing. Like, I want freshman year to still be fun, and it's really an adjustment time, right? High school, like, the classes are starting to get harder. There's more homework. Socially, there's a lot more going on, sports, all of the things. So the number one priority of freshman year should be really focus on getting good grades. First and foremost, like, if you do nothing else as, you know, as a kid in high school, work on that. Start to feel comfortable with um, the rigor of classes and everything. Okay. Um, beyond that, um, and I, again, I always say this with hesitancy too. This is a time I tell freshmen that they can like go wild trying everything. So like sign up for all the clubs. And um, the reason I say that with hesitancy in the same way of like start focusing but don't get too focused is, you know, as kids get into their sophomore, junior, senior year, think of it as like a funnel, right? Like start doing all the things and each year you're going to narrow it down a little bit. And then, you know, sophomore year, you'll start to choose what clubs and activities and sports are um, you really enjoy. Junior and senior year about, you know, leadership and making an impact. But freshman year is all about finding out, you know, what you as a high school student love to do and you can't do that if you don't try anything so you know as as we mentioned before it's like join 10 clubs that seems crazy don't do that throughout all of high school you'll spread yourself too thin and we'll talk about how to get into that in the later years um but again this is so that sophomore year you can come back and say i really disliked a lot of those clubs and i never want to work on that again but these one or two or three or you know however many you actually truly enjoy as a student is what you should focus on so Again, it's like think of the funnel, do all the things so that you can figure out what you actually like. Like that's the goal of, of freshman year. Sounds sounds reasonable. Like it. Um, so you Good. got so sophomore year is the next year. Um, what kind of major things should you really be doing as a sophomore? Yeah, 
So sophomore year, I guess we'll continue first with the extracurricular activities. Sophomore year is the year to start narrowing it down. So again, freshman year is the year to do all the things. Sophomore year, you don't have to worry about taking on crazy leadership roles or anything like that. Um, if you can and you have the capability and you know what you want, go for it. Um, but this is really the year to hone in and just say, hey, these are the things I like doing. These are the clubs I'm going to become more active in so that I can then, and they say clubs, it can be clubs at school. It could be, you know, sports inside or outside of school. Um, you know, it could be learning the guitar on your own, you know, from YouTube. It could be, um, volunteering at, um, some sort of place, community service, anything like that. These are what I mean by just kind of extracurricular activities. Um, narrow those down to the ones that, you as a high school student really love. So that's the first part. Um, second is, um, again, P- PSATs are going to come up um, in the fall. You're not required to take these, and it doesn't really count for much in your sophomore year. But I always, and again, you're, you, well, you, you always can chime in. You're the, the test expert and everything here. But I always recommend to take it because it can't hurt, and it's only going to give you practice and you know, start to feel more comfortable with standardized tests. Um, yeah, yeah. the other thing a lot of parents ask during sophomore year is, is it too soon to start thinking about colleges? Which colleges should we visit colleges? And the same way I talked about freshman year to start thinking about things is that it's never too early to start. Like even if you had a seventh grader and you were driving by a college campus, like go look at it. It can do no, you know, you don't have to go crazy. But so sophomore year, I always recommend like if you're going on spring break somewhere or just on a family trip in the fall or you know, if there's a college in your, you know, 20 minutes from you, go and take a college visit. So um, what I like to tell people here is sometimes it helps to start local. Like even if you have no interest as a kid going to, you know, the colleges nearby you, go to a small private school, go to the nearest big state school to get a feel for it because then you're going to start to be able to narrow down um, just the type of like you like this or you don't like that. And then it'll help kind of drive those decisions later on. Um, And then at the end of the year towards like May, June, summer, we're going a lot, got a lot here. Um, Your kid might take SAT subject tests. Um, If they have have any AP exam or um, they took any AP classes that year, it might be more likely junior, senior year, but they should be taking the AP exams between sophomore and junior year. And this doesn't have to be anything fancy. It doesn't have to be like this crazy intense three-month program. It could be um, interning somewhere for a week. It could be doing an hour a week for a month. It could be shadowing sun. Like anything just to start getting a feel for like, what do you like? What do you not like? If you can feel the theme here, that's always throughout people's lives. Like, what do you like? What don't you like? And um, start to build your story and, and figure out what you enjoy. Is is junior year still the big year, and and why is uh, it so important? Yeah, absolutely. And um, senior year is the year when uh, the kids are going to because that when of filling everything out, getting it in, stressing about hearing back, Definitely. and that's kind of unavoidable. You manage it best you can. But junior year. Um, when people say it's like the big year, it's really big because there's like almost the most steps going on at the same time. 
and it's just a lot to do. So classes become harder. You know, I always recommend if um, if you as a kid are able to take on AP or honors or classes to step it up and challenge yourself. So it's going to just feel like a lot more often. The classes are going to feel harder. The exams are going to feel harder. Um, and at the same time, you're going to be taking hopefully on more leadership opportunities um, and, and a lot of those extracurricular activities we talked about. So whether it's leading a club at school, becoming captain of your sports team, um, you know, putting on a, a event to raise money for charity, whatever it is, um, it's going to start to feel like a lot. And it, it truly is a lot. So it's all about keeping up the grades, taking on leaderships, making an impact in the community. And then I think what adds, um, when you say it's like the big year, it gets really big because all of the standardized tests come on top of that. So you've got the PSATs again in October. This is the year that I recommend like right at the beginning. And again, this is your forte, so feel free to chime in. But, you know, start at the beginning of junior year, taking the SAT or the ACT for the first time. You might want to take it a second or a third time that year. There's SAT subject tests at the end of the year, AP exams at the end of the year. And it's just, um, you can hear as I'm like building upon it, it's just, it is a lot. And so the best you can manage it, and that's why we have this timeline. Um, uh, what do we call it? The, the fabulous timeline, I can't remember. Fabulous. <laughs> it's an awesome timeline, the fabulous timeline. Um, and, and we'll put this in the show notes, but um, so I don't overwhelm you and feel like you have to be writing every single thing out. If you go to talkcollegetome.com, slash prepped and polished and hopefully we'll link to it in the show notes you can download it so that it will take the at least like the overwhelm of feeling like you don't know what you're doing so it's year by year month by month and a pretty layout exactly what you need to know so yeah sounds like a lot but don't stress (laughs) yeah yeah, don't stress and if you're a visually inclined you're going to love this timeline because it just like lays out everything you should do month to month year to year in like one page. So it's amazing how you did that. <laughs> Not like 10 pages. long page. <laughs> it's a long page. Now, see, it is a long page, but it feels easy to look at. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, so now it's your last year of high school. And a lot of kids I know are thinking, okay, well, I, you know, I can coast, hang out with my friends. But should you, <laughs> should you stay serious that year and, 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 and apply yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So I can relate with the best of them. I remember my senior year very well being like, I'm going to kick back. I want to you know, take a study hall. And I was like yeah. a really intense student too, mind you. So I know if I felt that way, then, then everybody is because I was like the straight A, take every hard class I can, like be the captain of everything, do all the things. So I get it. It's like you've done so much and you feel like your applications are in. You're like, I just want to kick back. I am done. And to some extent, it's going to feel easier. Like I think in the sense that teachers often take a lot of pressure off you. They know you can, they can only control so much of seniors and senioritis is a very real thing. So that being said, the beginning of senior year is is crunch time. And I think no matter how much you prepare junior year, you know, there's a lot of prep you can do over the summer when it comes to essays and things like that, like right before school starts, but it's still going to feel like a lot. So senior year, definitely still sign up for those hard classes, even if you don't want to, um, because colleges do look, you know, if you're applying, especially to those most rigorous schools and everybody's different, right? Challenging is different to every person. And so you want to do what's challenging for you, right? Like it doesn't have to be signing up for six AP classes if that's not comfortable for you. Um, but again, take like, keep with the theme of what you've been doing and try to keep up those grades 
in the theme of the last three years because schools, even if they don't have their your grades right away, they do request a mid-year report, so they're going to see them. If you start failing all of your classes, they can rescind an offer, and they do. Um, and it's really about, like, even when you do apply, they're still going to look at what classes you've signed up for for the year. So that matters. So that's kind of what it comes to with classes. Um, this is also a time to really hone in on essays. So as much as I know kids like want to kick back and do nothing over the summer and I get it, um, your year is going to be a whole lot easier if you can start focusing on those essays a couple weeks before school starts. So those questions are often released August 1st. Sometimes it changes every year. You can also kind of look at um, previous essay questions from the past and at least start, you know, brainstorming, get the ball rolling, start kind of writing out ideas and stories. And inside my online course, I talk a whole lot about how to write each essay really specifically if you want more help. Um, nice. But again, it's going to save a lot of angst and stress and time senior year if you can get a lot of those done. Because even just logistically filling out the Common App and all the questions, it's a lot of um, it's just a lot of busy work. So that's the essays, the classes, and then really honing down um, the schools you want to apply to. So choosing um, that right short list, making sure you have a mix of reach, match, and safety schools. I talk a lot about that in my course as well and, you know, the mix of how many of each to apply to. And then, um, you know, that's the gist of it. Sometimes, you know, you might need to take the SAT or ACT that one last time. Right. And then um, you really do have some time, like after all the, the applications are in, things calm down. And I do promise second semester feels a whole lot easier. Even, even if you're taking all the hard classes still, it's like, oh my gosh, everything else is off my plate. My brain can think again. Um, and then don't forget to take those AP tests and some of those other maybe SAT twos or things like that. Um, at the end, like towards the end of the year, if you haven't done those already. So again, AP classes, I think a lot of students underestimate how awesome they are later if your school accepts them as credits. So I think I could could have taken a whole, you know, I had like a whole semester of credits just because I, I pushed myself and took the AP test when it seemed like a pain to do. Wow. But it's going to really pay off, like literally for, you know, I had a lot of friends who paid for one less semester of college or just took you know, a lighter course load each semester because they came in with these credits and it makes a huge, huge difference. So think to the future. Like that was something I, I couldn't even comprehend at the time, but to your future, you know, college self, it's going to make a whole big difference. That's huge. I totally agree with that. Now, how can parents best help students when applying for college? Yeah. So a lot of times um, people ask me, so because my online course, it's called the seven day college admissions crash course for parents. And so people say, it's like, well, sh you know, why is it for parents? Shouldn't, you know, can my kids watch along? Shouldn't kids be doing the work? And so the reason I, I target my message to parents specifically is because I think once they're empowered, they are the best ones who can help their kids and make sure that they're keeping track along the way. And a lot of times I have parents will, you know, go through my whole course and then, you know, have their kids sit and say like, oh, you know what? Um, these, I would love you to watch like these two particular videos, you know, as you're writing your essays or go through this worksheet, like as you're going through this one part of it. And so they can kind of pick and choose specifically what they want their kid to learn directly from me. Cause sometimes like 
a parent explaining it. It's just like they're not gonna, you know, kids don't want to listen to their parents, and I don't, I don't blame them. But they do listen to to what I say. So my message is that I like to empower the parents, but the kids are the ones who should absolutely be doing the work, right? Like they yeah. should. They're going to be writing the essays. It should come from them. It should come from their voice. And you as a parent can then at least be informed to, you know, edit it correctly and give advice and give help. But, you know, empower your kid to choose the activities that they love, like help them choose a major, help them form their story that I teach to help, you know, fill out that application. So it's really how they work hand in hand together. Yeah, really good advice. Um, now, if you could go back to your high school days and, and do something Ooh. do something differently when it comes to preparing for college, what, what would that be? Nobody's really asked me that specifically. Yeah, I, I, and I, I know you were on top of it, but, you know, you've learned a lot. Well, it's funny because, yeah, no, I've, I've learned a ton, and um, I have a very specific answer to that. And so if I go back to my high school self, like – I was like super into sports. I was like captain of two teams and, you know, loved that. I was editor of the yearbook and I like did well in school. I did all the things like kind of by the book. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I look back, I think I could have had a much stronger story if I had learned um, like, so what I love that I teach inside of my course is like, how do you take what you love and spread it across multiple factors? So it doesn't have to be like, I think a lot of people are like, okay, when I need to, you know, build a story, it means I have to be, you know, the star athlete and um, captain of the, or like, you know, the star in the school musical, and I need to be like the best violin player, and I need to do this and this and this and this. When reality, like if I could tell myself one thing, I would have said, like, Marissa, you love sports, how else can you apply this in different ways? And so I would have, you know, volunteered more to help younger kids, you know, play soccer that I loved. I might have like, you know, done fundraising and, you know, for, for soccer in a third world country, like making this up. But, um, I would have basically tried to understand like what I really loved and how to tell my story, because I don't think that like when I wrote out my applications, I had no idea what I was doing and nobody, nobody taught me all the things that I know now. And I had no idea how to tell the story of who I was and what I was capable of and, you know, what was my personality. And so, I would have done um, kind of taken my passions and run with them more and learned how to tell that story on my applications. And that's what I think I'm really great at teaching families inside the course and something that I had no idea I even needed to do. And I was, you know, going through this process myself. Nice. Very honest. I really appreciate that. Now, yeah, what, what, uh, that's a great question. what are you, what are you currently working on with uh, your, your company? What kinds of cool things are you, you got going on now? Yeah. So primarily I focus, um, you know, I always want to do all the things and my course, again, it's my seven day college admissions crash course for parents. Um, you can go over to, you know, you get access to it forever, but I encourage nice. you to kind of like go through it. So you actually do and get that information and kind of reduce that fear that I talked about just having this vision. And I try to keep it simple in my business. Like I think that's the information that families need to have yeah. through and through And so, you know, my number one goal is how do I get this in the hands of the most people? Because I truly believe and I've heard from all the parents who have been through it, how much it really helps them. And so, you know, my goal is spreading this message and trying to help parents as much as I can. So I'm just now starting to offer some more one-on-one work and I'm working on um, some other maybe group things coming up soon. But um, my, my prime focus is just how do I, how do I get this course in the hands of parents? Because I know that it, it, 
changes lives and it makes a huge difference. And that's what I'm here to do. Amazing. And how do we, how do we best get in touch with you? Yeah. So talkcollegetome.com is my website. So a great way to enter in, into my world is to download that, um, that timeline that we've been going through. So all of those things I spoke at you and that you felt overwhelmed to look at it in a nice visual way. So again, that's talkcollegetome.com slash prepped and polished. And then um, that'll get you on, on my email list. And if you want to look at my website, there's a link to the course um, on there right away. And yeah, any questions, my contact information is, is on that website. And I love when parents reach out. So tell me what's on your mind. Tell me what you're scared of, what you need help with. And I respond to every email. And uh, any advice for uh, some teens listening today to you to, uh, who are getting ready to cross that uh, bridge from high school to, to young adulthood? Yeah, so this is a quote. There's a book. It's called um, Where You Go Is Not Who You'll Be. And you don't have to read it, but there's a message that I share at the end of my course, and it's kind of anti-intuitive because, you know, you're going to reach for the best that you can, and, you know, you're going to have these schools that you love. Um, but my advice is to remember that it it doesn't define you. It doesn't, you know, shape the rest of your life. There's a lot of statistics, and what I love in this book is that it proves um, the people who apply to like if you if you took a list of um people who went to ivy league schools and you took a list of people who applied to those same ivy league, ivy league schools and didn't get in they end up making similar salaries in life and like you know if that's how you want to define success compared to um other students who went to those same other schools that weren't the ivy leagues who never applied so i know that's like kind of a lot of jargon but the point is that push yourself, believe in yourself, like shoot for the stars. If you have a dream of going anywhere, apply, know that it's possible and know that it doesn't define you if you don't get in because in life it's all about just continuing to push yourself and put yourself out there and try. And so, um, I know if you had told me that in high school, I've been like, yeah, whatever, but I want to go to these schools. So it's easier said than done. And maybe you'll believe me in five, 10 years later, but as much as you can, if you're listening to this, um, you know, there's so many great colleges and it's really more about how you, how you push yourself and how you learn and take advantage of wherever it is that you do go. We're so on the same page. Frank Bruni was a uh, guest number 50, I think on my show. Oh, and he, and he wrote, I listened to, yes. He wrote that book. He wrote so. that book. Yes. Yeah. 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 I love uh, that message. It's so true. Great. Well, thank you so much. And, um, Thanks for coming on the Prepped and Polished podcast, and I hope to have you on again. Appreciate your Thank time. Thank you, Alexis. And yes, anytime. I love to share information, and I hope to. Uh, I hope that the calendar timeline helps lots of people of your listeners. So thanks for doing what you do. Awesome. Thanks so much. And this wraps up our show today. Hope you enjoyed it. It was episode number 204 with Marissa Bedden of Talk College to Me. To work with Marissa, go to www talkcollegetome.com to access today's episode 204 and all of our podcasts go to preppedandpolished.com forward slash podcast or go to soundcloud.com forward slash preppedandpolished thank you for joining us for over 200 episodes of the Prepped and Polished podcast now go out there and take control of your education you've been listening to the Prepped and Polished podcast for more information, check out preppedandpolished.com. Also, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening. Class dismissed.